everybody, it's Dr. Michaela Keegan Yadley here, Michaela from here on out, and I've spent the last 20 years in education really honing my craft in connecting with other people, in connecting with students and connecting with teachers and bringing high quality instruction and professional learning to them. I'm excited to take that on the road and into podcast world so that I can reach more people across the country. And really what I set out to do is to bring you incredible value through either my own insights and especially insights of others who have a lot to offer and share. It's been a tough couple of years in education. Let's have some fun. Let's learn a lot. Reach out to me if you ever have anything you want me to cover on this. And until I hear from you, enjoy our episodes. This podcast episode is brought to you by the 3D Printing Man. Get everything from custom food bowls for your pets to chore lists for your family in more than 15 vibrant colors, all custom designed. Visit his store on Etsy by searching The 3D Printing Man, all one word. Again, that's The 3D Printing Man on Etsy and get 10% off with the code DISSECTED. All right, before we jump into today's episode, just wondering if you have ever thought about or wondered what your classroom should look, feel, and sound like for both you and other adults in your room and for your kids. I'm sure you have. Uh, If you need help in making sure that that vision becomes a reality, be sure to check out my website at www.drkeganyaley.com. Again, that's drkeganyaley.com, linked in the episode notes for a few free resources and webinars on what I have found to be most helpful both as I've used them and through research on how to create a really strong and effective classroom culture and then in, in effect having a very strong classroom management plan. Enjoy the episode. All right, it's just me and you today. I recorded this episode as I was driving in my car. Um, Don't worry, I was just on voice memo, so that's why you're going to hear some strange background noise. Um, And I, you know, I started a new position this year, so I am an assistant principal at one of the state's largest high schools in Providence, Rhode Island. And it's not a new role for me, but it's one that I only had a brief moment to have about 10 years ago. Um, I was there for about five months at a different high school and then I became principal. So long story short, lots of uh, twists and turns later, this is really a sweet spot for me as well as teaching in the classroom. So those are my two favorite roles. I'm really, really happy. It's, it's all about the right team. This is the right team for me and uh, we're doing the right work, which is why I really wanted to go back into this role. So we're still doing Dissect Ed, still doing coaching uh, for classroom culture and for leadership. We've got some team members deployed out into the field and schools supporting with leadership coaching and teacher evaluation and special ed and all the good things. Um, But I thought I would let you know why it's just me and you today and why am I recording in my car? It is because sometimes on those drives to school or on the drive home, you just have a moment of reflection that you really wanna share with more people. And so that's what today's episode is. It This was uh, recorded last week on, I believe, the second day of school. Uh, you'll hear it in the episode. I can't remember if it's second or third. Um, and you'll get to hear just kind of what my honest reflections are so far on why, like me, it's best to follow the path that is meant for you instead of the path that others expect you to follow. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If anything resonates with you, Make sure that you reach out to me and 
uh, please make sure to go ahead and, and give us a rating um, and leave a review so that we can get this podcast out to more people so they can benefit from the amazing guests. It's not just always me and you. And some of the amazing uh, reflections that I have also from the school year. Without further ado, here is me as today's guest on Dissect Ed. Enjoy, everybody. Take care. Today, we are going to talk about living a life that you are meant to live or taking the path that is right for you and not the one that others expect you to take. And I'm going to marry that with our respective roles in education and in life because let's face it, if we're in education, chances are we're constantly battling or marrying our lives with our work. A lot of times we assume the identity of the role that we have, right? Like I'm a teacher. We talk about it all the time. I'm a teacher. And if I stop teaching, who am I? Um, that's a whole different episode and a whole different topic. And I actually don't necessarily have the answer to that, but other really smart people do. Um, but I wanted to talk about this today because I've lived my life that way really for almost my entire life, but especially in the last, I would say, six years. And I want to explain that to you. So first, living the life or taking the path that is right and best for you and not the one that people expect. So let's take it back to, actually, I want to take it back 10 years ago, 10 years ago today, 10 years ago yesterday. I started a role as assistant principal. Now, this was not something I ever really envisioned for myself, at least not then. And I was encouraged to pursue this opportunity. And I was pretty reluctant. And I ended up absolutely falling in love with being an assistant principal. So this is kind of not, you know, me following my own path. It was really one that somebody who really cared about me, a great mentor, uh, opened up for me. And I couldn't be more grateful. And that lasted about five months. In January of 2013, so about five months from now, but 10 years ago, I was approached by my school district to be notified that I'd be moving to the role of principal at a different school. And I was, you know, confused because that doesn't usually happen. And I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to. I was so happy on the team I was on. I was thrilled with the work I was doing as assistant principal. It was such meaningful work. We were at the lowest performing school district in our state and making massive, I say gains, I just mean in the adult culture. We were, teachers were coming together with administration. We really felt like one team in improving the school, like improving what it felt like to be there as teachers and as kids and attendants and all of these, all the various things. And I was really, really in love with that role and with that team and with that school. And I tried to say no, and I probably could have done a better job of saying no, but I was 32 and I didn't understand how to advocate for myself against a district that was pretty powerful. And so I 
agreed to take on a role of principal. And I don't have any regrets about that. No regrets. Uh, because a, I really didn't have a choice that would allow me to keep employment. Um, and B, I ended up going through some stuff that at the time I could never see the benefit in stuff that I could never have ever imagined. I would be grateful for going through and experiencing and the pain and turmoil that I would, what I would face for the next four years. But it led me to a place where I really did start to consider what is the right path for me, not the one I'm expected to take. Over the course of the four years, three and a half years that I was principal at uh, the school that I was moved to, I endured a lot. And not just the normal struggles and stress of the role of a principal in the inner city at a turnaround school, but some deeply personal things that were happening on the job. And it led me down a road of uh, anxiety, PTSD, depression. And I didn't even know, I couldn't even recognize it because I'd never had those experiences before. And, you know, I used to ask all the time, why me, why me, why me? And my therapist two years in said, Michaela, have you ever thought about leaving that role? And I emphatically said, there's no way. And a lot of that had to do with the fact that I'm just really committed to anything I do. But the second thing was, in all honesty, I couldn't imagine what I would, like what leaving would, would look like. Like principals don't leave jobs. Principals don't leave that role. They certainly don't decide to step back into being an assistant principal into being a teacher, that's not looked on favorably. So where was I going to go? What was I going to do? So no, the answer was no, two years in, absolutely not. Well, over those next two years, I really, really started to feel the health effects, experience health effects, mental health effects of staying in a situation that was not right for me, it was actually harmful to me. And it took me about a year and a half to come to the conclusion that while I may have been good at the job, the job was not good for me. And when I decided to step away in August of 2016, I felt so empowered in doing so. There was a lot of criticism, a lot of questions as to what I would do next. I had no idea. I just knew that I was choosing myself. And so that was the first time that I really, really, really said, Michaela, what, what does Michaela need? What do I need? What, what do I need despite what anybody might think? Cause they're not the ones living my life. And so I actually stepped back into the role of assistant principal on an interim basis at, in my hometown. It was a completely different environment than where, I had taught and been uh, an administrator for my whole career. And I'm grateful for that because I learned so many things from the principal that I was serving. Now that was a one year interim position. And after that, I accepted a role as principal. I was kind of convinced to give it a try again. 
at a, in a different school. And it felt great to try it again and to step back up and things were going incredible, incredibly. But about nine months in, the very end of that first year, I lost my dad. And it was the nature of how it all happened. It was very quick. And he was in Florida. And I realized I was 37, 38. I realized that this is my father. He's been my best friend. And he needs me. And I flew to his side. And when I did that, it was really difficult to maintain the the pace that we were moving forward as a school because I was taking care of my father. It was also the first time I chose my personal life over my professional life. I mean, since I was a teenager, I would always choose work over personal life. In my first marriage, I did the same thing. And this time, there was no question I was going to be by my father's side because he needed me and I needed to be there for him. And I had the beautiful experience of helping him through the end of his life. And when I returned to work, I realized while the words we support you might come out of people's mouths, I didn't feel cared for and taken care of by people above me. And now, whether that's true or not, that might not have actually been reality, but it's how I felt. I needed certain things that I felt I needed and I couldn't get them, like emotionally and support-wise. And so I fought the next two years to try to be happy. And you know what? I had to realize that in October 2019, it wasn't changing. My experience as a principal, the principal role wasn't right for me. So here we are with another through other crossroads. And I decided to notify my supervisor that after, you know, three years, I'd be stepping away, giving them enough time to do a search. So the questions, the questions again started to ensue. What are you, what are you going to do? And I had no answer. I said, I know what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to be a principal. So I went on this soul searching journey and then COVID happened. Um, I was still principal, but I had more time to really think about what was next. And the question I kept asking myself was, when's the last time my heart was truly happy? When's the last time, when what role and what capacity in education was my heart truly happy? And of course, I immediately would go back to those few months where I was assistant principal with that particular team at that particular school. And that didn't exist anymore. So the last time I had truly been happy and my heart was happy when I, it was when I was in the classroom as a special educator. And I realized that's where I need to be. I need to go back to where my heart was happy and I would take it from there. So I did that. And I went to a completely different school district. I was living in Connecticut. I still am. And I said, Hartford, here I come. And so I started teaching special ed in Hartford in August of 2020. Oh, you might be, you might be listening saying, and have some kind of judgment about 
the path I've taken because I went from teacher to assistant principal quickly to principal. I won awards like principal of the year. And usually people on that trajectory are moving on to district level positions, maybe then a curriculum job, assistant superintendent, superintendent, and so on and so forth. That wasn't my path. And I knew that. So that is the story of, for me, well, actually there's one more, (laughs) there's, there's a little bit more to it. Um, I realized in the year 2020, 2021, when I was teaching that I wanted to do a little bit more to support teachers and leaders, especially leaders who had been through what I'd been through, because I don't think I needed to leave that role. Like I wouldn't have had to, had I had the correct support when I first started, um, or maybe have had, had, had I hadn't had the experience that I had in those first few years and I'd had some protection or somebody who could, you know, stop some of those terrible things from happening. But, you know, that was, that was done. And I learned a lot about myself and how to cope and deal with things. And I knew that I could share that with others. So I started coaching last year and that was amazing. But then, you know, I had to face the, I guess, like the thoughts of, oh, what, she's a consultant now. Ah, Yeah, I own my own business. (laughs) Um, And it was amazing. The experience has been great. I started the podcast, wanted to connect with a greater audience on a lot of the experiences I've had, but also bring incredible guests and, and thought leaders and teachers and practitioners to you all. And so I did that. And my plan was to, to grow that uh, exponentially this year. And then in April, the stars kind of started to align, so to speak. And the team that I had worked with as assistant principal at that school 10 years ago started to come together again at another large high school in that same district. Except there were some additions, people I had been a principal for, you know, after I left that school and teachers I had taught with when I first started teaching, because it was all in the same district. And I said, this is where I'm supposed to be. So here we go, another pivot, but led by my heart and led by the path I know I'm meant to be on and supposed to be on. So here I am in the role of assistant principal again, and I know with everything in me that this is where I'm supposed to be. My anxiety is low. My heart rate is great. I'm moving around the building. Got almost 10,000 steps yesterday. I'm sure that will increase. Brought my sneakers today. Um, And so yesterday was really, I may reflect on this all the time, that there's a a path that sometimes we think we're, we're supposed to follow. And that could be from get married, have kids, and, and do all the things that we see other people doing. Sometimes it's get a job, get a promotion, follow that trajectory up. But when we live lives that others expect of us, we neglect the path that's meant for us, or we risk neglecting the path that is meant for us. Because there's a lot of judgment that comes with that self-judgment, judgment judgment from others, questions, 
And it took me a long time, especially those first two years when I was a principal, when I was miserable. I was happy around the kids and at games and, you know, happy with the teachers we were leading great work with. But so much of that role was not that. And I was, I was extremely unhappy. I was, again, suffering from PTSD and from anxiety and depression. It was just getting worse. And it took me two more years to realize that it was okay to pick a path that no one expected me to pick, that I would get criticism for, such as, oh, you're letting this circumstance win. You're giving up. And I started to say to myself, no, I'm choosing myself. When I was 36, I didn't, these life experiences were new to me, but I just knew I was choosing me. And that when you choose you, you can't lose. You, you're not giving up. In fact, you're choosing yourself. And so when I talk about that, I think about as teachers, what does that mean to follow the path that is meant for you instead of the one others expect of you? Well, it might be staying in the teaching world longer than others think you should. It might be going back to school and getting a certification in English as a second language or special education or some other area. It might be it might be actually pivoting and leaving the role altogether, although of course my mission is to prevent teachers from doing that because they feel supported, because they feel like they can do it and they're effective. But there are times when pivoting or leaving a role is just what's needed. Maybe it is knowing what your students need from you, especially when it comes to social emotional support, if, and just saying, you know what, I'm going to do this with my students. And it's okay if I get criticized or if I get dinged a point on my evaluation because it's not about a number. It's about supporting my students and doing what I know is right and connecting with them. It's giving yourself permission to not be perfect all the time in the eyes of others, but to be enough in your eyes. As a leader, what that might look like is kind of the what I outline. Constantly checking in with yourself to say, I'm good at this, but is it good for me? That question has guided me to a lot of decisions that have helped me heal to a point beyond anything I ever could have imagined. So I wanted to share these thoughts with you because I think they are really important especially as I'm on my own journey of forging and following the path that's meant for me versus the path that others might expect me to take. I hope you've had an incredible week end, I guess, because this is not, uh, this is the middle of the week. I hope the rest of your week is equally as amazing. I hope you're following your own path and if you're having trouble figuring out what that path is, remember to ask yourself a couple of things. I may be good at this role, but is this role right for me? And am I following the path that is meant for me versus the path others expect me to take? 
I'm signing off for today. Take care, and I will see you next time.